You're listening to Brown on Brand, featuring Matthew Brown on Thumbstopper.fm. Hello, hello, hello again. It's Matthew Brown with Brown on Brand. And uh, today in the studio, it's a little chilly out today, but I got Pete Valdez with National Sourcing and going to talk a little bit about how hard it is to find employees in an economy like today's and, you know, the amount of grind and grit that goes into, you know, just finding good people because that's really what businesses are all about. Welcome, Pete. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny to see you kind of, you know, in the business that you're in, because that's where I met you very early on. And I was doing technical recruiting, you were doing recruiting. And my, how things have changed. You know, we're in, I hate to date these shows, but we're in uh, the beginning of 2020 now, and you and I are not younger guys anymore in the space. Uh, To be specific, 1997. Yeah, 1997. Really what I want to get in today is the climate, the way it's changed today. Um, as you know, I, I'm always actively kind of trying to build software companies. And, and the hardest part of this job, or one of the hardest part, you know, there are many elements to what make it difficult to build a business from the ground up. But, you know, one of the most important things that you can do as a company is find the right people. Right. Right. And um, finding the right people used to be a different sport. The economy wasn't as strong. The unemployment uh, was a little bit higher. But in a competitive market today, really, um, you know, employees are in the driver's seat. They are. It, it, as I mentioned, 1997, um, it was a very, I would almost consider it simplistic. You had um, permanent employees, contract employees, and it didn't really matter what the industry was. Um, with the exception of medical, they've always had per diem. Uh, they're, they're kind of their own animal. Uh, and depending on how the economy went, the the, pay, the perm placement and the in ca- uh, contract placement went the okay. same way. All right. um, Y2K happened, dot com happened, and it quickly became uh, from a I want to build a career with a company uh, to where can I maximize my value? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and true. so yeah. we had that spurt, and so um, early on, as uh, you know, as companies, startups, or or even you know Fortune five hundreds. Um, the, the mindset was, you know, uh, let's find someone that's going to be with us forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it went to, well, let's see how we can get the, the most talented and what is it going to cost us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the readjustment period really came along around 2008 when we had the, the slowdown. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what that did is what it forced the workforce to go from a minimum of an associate's degree yeah. to a minimum of a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Yeah. And to some degree, master's degree were almost the minimum. Yeah, uh, entering the workforce. Yeah. So, um, so right in the onset, you, you're 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 at odds because you're compensating um, someone's um, you know education more than their experience, and it's different today because unemployment has gotten lower, lower. Yeah, beginning back in 2010, really. Yeah, yeah. If if we're going to talk about numbers, numbers are numbers. Yeah. 2010 is really when the when the unemployment rate started to go down. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we could, for lack of better words, be at the low time. Yeah, people forget the Dow was at 8,500 in 2008. Right. People forget that, you yeah. know, we're at 29,000-ish well, now. Well, we're short-term memory. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think to a certain degree, uh, we have to be, specifically if you're a business. You know, you were touching on the dot-com and it really changing. And I think people get into the business of blaming millennials and the youth on this change. Right. And I've always said, no. I don't think it was the youth. No, business changed. Yeah, business changed. Business changed. And pe- I, I remember you know, recruiting these technical uh, code writers, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And I can remember the flip-flop of it going, We none of them wanted to work right. full-time for a company and have a career okay. like their father did for 25 years. Right. What they wanted to do was they took a phone call, and I can remember talking to people and saying, what are you currently getting paid? I'm getting paid $50 an hour, $60 an hour. Yeah. 
great, this contract pays $75 right. an hour. They were gone. Two weeks notice, plucked yeah. them out of there. Right. And that and that was the start. It really was the start yeah. of this transition. Of course, then we fast forward a little bit, things crash. Right. And, you know, then it's a whole flip-flop. Then all of a sudden things level out and get right. low. Well, you know, and so th- there's always a reset. Yeah. Um, certain degrees of reset. But, but, but I think what this last reset also did was... Um, was force uh, companies and and people to kind of uh, create more of of a synergy yeah on what their expectations of of the workplace is and what life is and, and I think the competitive edge today really goes to companies that that can think outside of the box yeah and I'll I'll, I'll use mine for example yeah um, you know as it pertains to our contract employees that are out in the field um, it's a little bit more of a strict environment because they have to abide by whatever the the the, pre, the you know performance workstation uh, statements, yeah, yeah. Um, and now, you're and you're in top security stuff. So you're right. talking from a right. probably the top tier of the you know of Correct. the Correct. hiring process when you come to right. you know the, there can't be a lot of culture like we've got golf studios and video games. You right. probably don't have those things in the military side of for it. the vast uh, majority of my employees. Now, yeah. as it pertains to my core group, which is the corporate uh, employees, yeah. Um, it, ma- it matters a lot. So when you're applying, you get a job requirement, you've got a hire to make. Um, what is it that um, you're doing today in this climate to attract people? Are you, is it still a game where you're trying to uh, recruit people through databases? You're talking to people that have jobs. You're talking to them about a, a new job. Where are you finding people? Um, the, 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 the term word word of mouth yeah. that we used to use back then yeah it, it exists today but but it exists a little bit different it's called Facebook Instagram LinkedIn yeah. etc and so yeah. but but even if we just take Instagram so and social Facebook, media social media is really the the word to mouth so, social media is the driver that's the driver okay. I mean it, it, everything that we that we do these days whether it's uh, for business or personal somehow or another it's because of an interaction that we had. Um, online, right? Mm. Whether we saw an ad, whether somebody posted something that you, right. someone that you know that did something that is thinking about, you know, perhaps going somewhere to eat or, okay. you know, potentially changing their jobs because they, they, they feel that, you know, this is a different, uh, a better career path for them. So I personally think that word of mouth has become the so- social media. Yep. It, but if you've got a job to fill and you're looking for a specific person, how is it you're using social media to find those people? Um, it, once again, you, as a company, you can post it. Uh, yeah. on Facebook, right, Instagram, right, and say, right. hey, folks, yeah. you know, I got a company. D- so you does po- anybody know? advertise the job requirement. Absolutely. Right. You still do the, the conventional, right. you know. Uh, I oft- I still believe that the best resource is your your current resource yep. as to, you know, this is what we do. If you can find somebody that's okay. looking, et cetera, okay. uh, who have you networked with that you talked talk to within the last year? So, I again, do I... You f- do you find yeah. people moving ever... Um, that are going to take a pay decrease for a better quality of life job? Well, I think that goes back to the environment that you create. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I don't, I don't take it for granted, but the folks that work for me here at, in the corporate office, yeah. um, nothing's a guarantee, but I, yeah. I, 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 I fail to see them ever leaving for another $10 an hour or, tw- yeah. or $15 an hour. Yeah. If they have to go into an environment that is... Well, I'm saying the reverse. Do you find when you're talking to people, do people ever look for a different career that's going to give them more of the flexibility? Absolutely. Take a pay cut? Uh, absolutely. I hear Gary Vaynerchuk talk about well, all the time. People are miserable at 200 grand. They find that job for 150 and they're happy. And they're happy. Yeah. They're happy. Yeah. And again, you know, it, it, 
in his example, two hundred to one hundred and fifty is a different, yeah, you know, different. Uh, but, yeah. but if we're talking, I don't remember what the exact numbers well, are. You could use one hundred and seventy-five if you want to. Well, we can take yeah. fifty to forty. Yeah, there you, you know? go. Yeah, you could take yeah. fifty to forty because fifty yeah. to forty. If you go to forty and you get and, yeah. and you're afforded the ability yeah. to work from home, yeah, you're not paying for gas, yeah, maintenance on your car, right. eating out for lunch every day. So, so sure. it does have a a, a payoff. And and again, it's the flexibility. Yeah. It's the so you're seeing that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the further we get along, I, I think more and more more companies will see the advantage to it. Yeah. Because yeah. I really do think that you, that the fatigue factor goes away for your employees. Yeah. They they just feel fresher. You know. Sure. Uh, and 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 if, if again, it's the right hire. I mean, the only wrong hire is the one that you that you keep knowing that they're not productive, right? Gotcha. Um, but if you if you find someone who's very productive. Um, they're going to hold themselves accountable. So the flexibility that they're given, they're going to take that and say to themselves, well, heck, you know, uh, I've been afforded this opportunity and I, I have so much flexibility. Let me go ahead and, and go the extra mile. So you may even get a little bit more out of them than if you had them f- sitting in front of you, you know, Monday through Friday. Well, hey, we're going to move into the segment uh, that's new for season two. Emmanuel, take it away. Thanks, Matt. My name is Emmanuel. I manage the production of this podcast and we decided to introduce a new segment called The Social Roundup, where I describe to Matt and our special guest interesting articles and topics so they can share their perspectives. So let's jump straight into it. The first topic is 10 important 2020 social media trends you need to know. This is according to Search Engine Journal. And we're going to just talk about four points here. So one point here is connection, community, experience. So going back to the basics. Basically, the relationship we build with our customers is more important than the products and services we sell. What do y'all think about that? Yeah, I definitely think um, that is a true statement, Um, especially in my business of enterprise self software. It's really the champions we have internally. Um, It's a real hard job, not only building good relationships, but also, you know, getting the time um, and the reporting together to make those relationships understand kind of the, you know, what you're delivering for them. But yeah, I think it's a, bold, it's not only a bold statement, it's a fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. But I just, I have a little bit of a twist with that. Um, I, I often say that <clears throat> it's, it's difficult to get business, but it's even more difficult to, to keep it. And so there, there has to be everything in life is relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me what it is. So um, you, th- there has to be a relationship there. Um, certainly, you, you, the quality of your product has Absolutely. to continue. But, but without that relationship, um, you allow scrutiny to, to creep in even quicker mm-hmm. yep. when it comes yep. to competition. Absolutely. Completely agree. Another social trend is saying how you're supposed to use social media as a discovery engine. So using social media to drive traffic to your website and increase brand awareness. What are your thoughts on that? You know, how important is it to be engaging people on social media and brand awareness on social media? It's the whole auspice of, you know, what our product is. And I don't want to get into, you know, talk, making this about, you know, the product. But at the end of the day, people are Googling your business yeah. and your social media page is turning up. And if you don't have any type of presence there, it would be like having a blank website. I'm like a broken record with this. But absolutely. I mean, social media engagement you can't argue with it. You know, I just, I was talking this morning with a guy and at the end of the day, here's the way I view it. If you live in a house that has electricity, somebody in your house has Facebook. The end. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. I, I tend to look at it a little bit. You, certainly you've given it from the business perspective and I, I kind of, when you talk about brand, I think everyone individually is a brand. And so if yeah. I, I kind of, when, when I, whatever we view out 
on the outside, um, if if we're looking to 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 further our brand, whether it you know it's an individual or a company, we want to try and model mm-hmm. what folks are interested in, what they're looking. That's for. such a that's such a fantastic point. Yeah. I mean, so. you know, brand compliance, and I'm glad you brought it up because we were just talking about employees, and I'm surprised we didn't touch on this, but we can touch on it now. But the but at the end of the day, the brand compliance, right? Everybody, it's so important what you put on social media and how you reflected that brand compliance piece, both personally and from a business right. standpoint, it's vital. Yeah, I agree. Another social media trend that's happening now is using your employees to become an advocate yes. for your brand. Yes. How important is it that your employees are an advocate? It's for your super brand? important. I'm going to go back, and I hate to, we're going to go back to what we originally spoke about, which yeah. is. When your employees are, when they identify as the company, not just as an employee, uh, that that gives them a, almost a motivation to to put themselves out there, not just as a person, but as a company. And so where, wherever they're at, whenever they're out, um, they, they speak about the the company itself as if we're all one and the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I think it's super important. What do you think, Matt? Do you think yeah. it's important to have your employees be a... <laughs> yeah. I just wrangled you guys up this morning and used, uh, you know, that, I, I, you know, two things upset me about my employees. If you're on social media and you don't like the things that we're putting out on social media, um, you know, it, it doesn't show any brand faith, right, or company faith. Sure. The other thing is, is that everybody should be in a company evangelist, you know, and I just put the marketing team to the ringer. How can you be in the marketing department and not be able to explain and sell to me exactly what that company, what the, what the company does that you work for. My policy today is, is that any new employee that's, uh, you know, going to take a, you know, position with us in 45 days, they're going to have to role play to the executive management and be able to convince us that they're a company evangelist or we're going to rethink their position. Right. So I want them to come in and it's like, I want them to use their free time wisely, get in the support department. That's our (laughs) mail room learn the products, become an accompany right. evangelist. There's no, you know, there's none of that grind and hard work and loyalty anymore. And it's like, I, if, you know, if that's one thing that I can preach and teach, you know, I'm going to bark that all day long. Yeah, well, yeah, there's two things to that. One, there's a complete buy-in now that where I go to work every day is more than just work. Um, and, and it also creates a, I keep saying, I'll, I'll keep going back to it over and over again. It, it yeah. creates a we. Like we, this company, not just the company. And then I'm over here doing this thing over here that I do for, you know, five days a week. It's yeah. we, this is what we do. Whether right. you're a, a small part of that, mm-hmm. you're still part of the we, the entire, yeah. you know, company itself. Absolutely. Every, every position so yeah. vital. Let's kind of change topics a little bit to this next article. And it is Tesla is now selling a t-shirt commemorating Cybertruck's shattered window flub. This was by TechCrunch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you know, here's my reaction to that. You know, too bad Forrest Gump wasn't a brand new movie because right. that would have been a, a, you know, a thing in Forrest Gump is the the Tesla broken yeah. glass. Um, you know, everybody knows the flub. Good for Tesla. Is it Tesla doing it or is it it's Tesla doing it? It's Tesla doing it. Good for Tesla. And I'll tell you that yeah. company, Elon Musk, man, he is a that guy is a beast. You know, between the experience of Joe Rogan and the, you know, the breaking the glass and rolling with it and having colorful language, it's so fulfilling as an entrepreneur to see people at the top that are acting like human beings and they're able to jump on that, that the bandwagon of the social media and the latest and greatest, you know, things that are going on as a culture. I I love it. I love it. Well, 
the, the one of the best abilities I think a, a human being or a company could have is humility and being able to um, to demonstrate to to individuals or or masses that yes we we made a mistake yeah you know we thought we had it all figured out but sure enough you know this went wrong and we're gonna we're gonna you know yeah it went wrong we're yeah gonna, it's we're like gonna you said it. you know obviously that needs some improvement sure you know and yeah. and you know God bless him for handling it the way he did and then you know to make a t shirt I mean. Order you and I one, Emmanuel. We got to have those t-shirts. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just again. I've never been clear why that was such a uh, a focal point of the demonstration of the vehicle. I mean, I, I for me, yeah. uh, is is a truck owner, for example, yeah. right? Um, the only, I don't think it was. I just think the internet culture and the memes have taken it by storm, and right. that's why this thing's popular. But to right. be honest with you, by the time that thing hits the ground in 2023, yeah. nobody's going to give sure. a shit about no. that broken glass. I, I guess my point is I've never seen a truck commercial yeah. tr- across the board yeah. where the the advertisement was, hey, we can throw a brick through our, our window. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, with the, unless, or a cannonball or whatever the hell uh, that thing. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. I I think that and for me this is this is the only thing that I, I believe they made a mistake in, as far as marketing this thing. Um, they 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 tried to uh, embolden their product by um, displaying some sort of nonsense. You know, which piece? The I, bullet I, pl- bulletproof glass. Yeah, the bulletproof. Oh glass. come I mean, on, I, it's awesome. I mean, that's so part I, of the I, thing. Well, you know, I guess I guess most moms that are going to, to soccer practice do need a bulletproof. Most glass. moms so. are on the internet right now going. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> ugly. It's <laughs> ugly. Well, that, that's never right. stopped a minivan owner right. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, never. Well, listen, okay. let's be honest. It's oh, very super. We're gonna get some negative comments <laughs> yeah. on that. Can, can, that's I awesome. will tell you this: I feel like a rock star when I'm inside of it. Yeah. As soon as I step out of it, I'm yeah. questioning yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, like the you called it a milk dud. Yeah, it was just not a. Pain. All right, let's move on before we offend no, anybody else. No worries. Yeah. That was the uh, that was the last article, and I'm I'm I really think it's awesome how we can take an article <laughs> like that and really take it and just go through a storm with it. Yeah, thanks, Emmanuel. I'm looking forward Appreciate to this part of the show every time. Pete Valdez, you, National Sourcing, that was fun. Appreciate it. No, you don't have a lot of time, and appreciate you taking the time to do this. My pleasure. All right. Brown on Brown, we're signing out. Thanks for listening. And remember, subscribe to Brown on Brand at thumbstopper.fm or wherever fine podcasts can be found.